Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Cheese My Podcast. Now, I tend to not like doing solo episodes because I always like to have somebody to talk to, but sometimes something comes up and the only way to really share that is on a solo episode. So that is what I'm going to do today. Pero before we get into the chisme, we always start with the wine first. And believe me, I am going to need some wine for today's episode. So I am turning to Fathia Wines. I'm having the 2019 Pinot Noir from the Carneros region of Sonoma Valley. So thank you, muchísimas gracias, Fathia Wines, because I'm going to need it. So let's take a drink before I start. Salud. Mm. And I'm going to need that for sure. I'm doing this solo episode because I was ashamed to talk about the struggles I went through last year. And I can't ask others to share their stories if I'm not willing to share mine. So I just want to say, I'm going to get through this. I know I will, but if I get a little emotional, please bear with me. Because, you know, as most of us, 2021, we still weren't talking, we still weren't seeing a lot of people on a continual basis, on a regular basis. And my job, I was pretty much waiting for Target to pick up my project. And my job was still paying me up to a point, not fully, but up to a point as we were waiting for Target, as we were waiting for this. And, you know, I will say this, I'm so grateful that I had the podcast to focus on because that really helped mean from not going crazy that and being part of we all grow latina we all grow migas these things kind of kept me centered and kept me grounded and and everything but in the midst of all of this in 2021 my mom tells me and my sisters that her breast cancer had come back on the same breast that she had had a full mastectomy on because she had breast cancer before so truly <laughs> Like it was very emotionally draining, but truly my energy went into the podcast and I was in a position that I could not only could, but really needed to hire an editor because I was going up to Orange County every every other week to help take my mom to her cancer treatments. And in order, and I wasn't seeing people um, because, you know, we were still in the midst of a pandemic, even though I was seeing people more often, I still wasn't like it is now. And I just had this and I had you guys to to keep me through and to keep me focused. 
But after all of that, the the day that I had feared, one day in August, the day I'd feared had come, Target wasn't picking up my project again. And there was no more work for me. So I took a deep breath and I thought, okay, I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. I thought I had prepared enough for being out of work, but I hadn't. (laughs) Because I wasn't getting my full salary, my unemployment was very, very low. I had saved some money, but it wasn't enough. My unemployment wasn't enough. There was this great resignation and all of these companies couldn't seem to find workers, yet I was unable to find a job. Like I said, I thought I was preparing ahead of time you know, by saving some money. And then in San Diego, there was rental assistance out there. They're like for current or future payments. And I was like, well, this is going to be for the future. I need it. I, I don't have enough money to last me however long. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting for these things to come. And in the meantime, my savings is getting smaller and smaller. Because when you're only getting a fraction of what you normally make, and I was just When I was getting fully paid, I was making a little bit more than I needed to live. But then when they cut my hours and they cut everything, and then I don't have, like, that money goes so quick. You do not realize how much money when you're paying your rents and your other bills and everything else, like how quickly that money goes. So here I am waiting for assistance. And then I get notified I was denied. And then I called to find out why, and it was because I didn't understand one damn question and answered it incorrectly. So I appealed, and again, I was waiting. Now, I tend to be an optimist, so I kept thinking a job was right around the corner, and I wouldn't get myself down. I wouldn't get others down by talking about it. I would just like, no, it's okay, it's okay. Things are going to be fine. It's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come, and I don't think I even realized like how much that, I mean, I think it became toxic positivity to be perfectly honest. If I look back at that time, I think there was a time where there was some definite toxic positivity because I was not allowing myself to feel all of those other emotions. I was just so focused on, yes, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen even when things weren't happening. And I didn't want to let others know, like anytime somebody would ask me, I'd be like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. And I don't think also, I just wanted to let others know how I was doing. I don't, I don't even think I admitted it to myself, let alone to others, but everything kind of came to a head on December 1st. And I'm, I'm kind of going through this very, very quickly because so you can understand what has happened and why I feel so passionate about the things that I do But everything, like I said, December 1st, that's the day. I had no more money. I still didn't have a job. I literally had no idea how I was going to pay my rent. And that is the day that I completely broke down. I still hadn't heard about my appeal for rental assistance and I was freaking out. And I reached out to the only person that I knew at the city and only hoped she knew where to direct me to go, that she could just help point me into the right direction. So I reached out and, you know, the message that I started with her started coherent, 
<laughs> and I don't even know how she understood me towards the end of that message because I was ugly crying so bad. And I, before I even made that call, I was ugly crying. Like I fully broke down. Like the mocos were out. I was, my face was puffy. I didn't know what to do. And I thought I was done crying. And then in the middle of the message, I started just crying again and trying to explain my situation. But she wasn't the only one who heard me that day in that message, in that cry, because God heard me. The universe heard me. I think I needed to let that go. I needed to finally accept that things were not okay. And it's almost like as soon as I did, everything came flooding in and everything turned around in my life that day. Because not only did she refer me to someone I could talk about in regards to the rental assistance, but she told me about a job, a job for the city, for a local council member doing digital communications. So I sent her my resume and she was like, what? I sent her my resume and my portfolio because in you know, the private sector, you have portfolios. If you've worked in you know, events or communications or anything like that, you have a portfolio of the work that you've done. And I sent that to her and she was like, what in the world? Girl, you better apply for this job. And uh, she's forwarded on my information and they're like, she needs to apply. And literally I applied, I had a Zoom interview and the following week I had an in-person interview and the following day I was offered the job. So I'm telling you, when I tell you December 1st, is the day. And there's more that happened on that day and I'll share it later. But like, I am not lying when I say December 1st was the day that everything changed in my life. But there was so much more because although I was freaking out at this point about my financial situation, let me be honest, I wasn't just scared. I was embarrassed. I get emotional thinking about that. And this was not that long ago. This was, you know, six months ago. But I knew when I walked into this interview that I had to be me. I couldn't go in being who I thought they wanted me to be because I was tired. I had been going through it and I was at this point where I didn't know what to do. And let's just, I mean, I'm not going to even lie. I just didn't even have the energy to think about being anybody else but who I am. So I went in fully authentically me with my curls out, my gold hoops on. I had my tattoo showing and they didn't care. All they cared about was what I could bring to the team. All they cared about was the energy that I brought. And for the first time in years, I felt like I found my place. Now, I told you something else happened on December 1st that changed my life. <laughs> and December 1st was also happened to be the first date that I had with my current partner. And I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but I'm going to say it was rough. Like I, I'm telling you, December 1st, that day, that just day is etched into my mind because I went through so much on that day. I went from the ugly cry to being ecstatic to like, okay, I can't even feed myself right now, but somebody wants to buy me dinner. I'm going to go. <laughs> so For all I knew, he was going to be the most boring person in the world, but thankfully he wasn't. And that date lasted 
three hours, that first date lasted three hours. And six months later, we are, we are still together, but it's been talking about this and talking about the rough times. And look, we, I know we all go through rough times and this is just one season of a rough time that I've gone through. And it's not fun to talk about when we're talking about, for some reason, we don't like to talk about our finances and we don't like to talk about when we're going through hard financial times, but that's just the reality and how many people went through some unbelievably messy things over the last couple of years. And people share so much on this podcast and I didn't want to feel like a fraud and I didn't want to fraud you guys, right? I just needed to be able to say this in my own time. This is the first time I've talked about it where I have not fully bawled or maybe the second, because they actually asked me in my interview, like what things I've used, if I've ever used city services or what, and I, and I could have lied. And I said, well, yeah, I did. And, and, oh, it took everything to not start bawling in that interview because that was so, still so fresh. Like I had not even, I think just the week before, like days before they finally told me I was approved for rental assistance. So it was so fresh of this frustration and this embarrassment and this being the scarcity, right? That I just didn't know what else to do. So I just told the truth and it was not easy. But when I say for the first time in years, I felt like I found my place. There's a couple of reasons that I felt like that. I've talked about this on another podcast with my friends. Los Sotelos podcast. So please make sure you you tune into them as well. But so often when we are looking for jobs or when we're looking for something else in our life, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a job or whether it's just something, it's like we always think about what the other people want. What are the other, what is this job looking for? What is this looking for? What is this person looking for? And we so often forget to think, what am I looking for? What do I need to fulfill whatever I need to be fulfilled, right? How does this company fit with my values? How does this person, how can we fit into each other's life? Not just me fitting into somebody else's life or them fitting into mine. Like, how do we fit into each other's life? We so often forget that because we think, at least me. So I, and I know other people have felt this way, but when you have been told your whole life that you're not like, you're either not enough or you're too much, it becomes really hard to figure out what you're supposed to do in life. I've been told that I'm fat. I've been told that I'm like, I've been called fro. I've been told that I'm too loud. I've been told that I'm not aggressive enough. I've been told that I'm too abrasive. It's like my whole life has been spinning because I'm always trying to conform to what everybody else thinks that I should be instead of me worrying about who I am. It's taken me a really long time to figure that out, to figure out who I am, who is Jessica. And, you know, I think we all go through moments and when you finally, at least for me, when I finally figured out who I am, I've realized that I've been wearing a mask for the last 40 years because I've been trying to be 
what everybody else expects of me or trying to make myself the woman of somebody's dreams, trying to make myself the employee that they want. And, but when you're not that person, it all crumbles around you. Like it doesn't matter because if you're not that person, it's not going to fit. It's like trying to get a square peg into a round hole. You can keep trying and you can keep trying, but it's never going to fit. And that's how I felt for so long. And the fact that I'm working, I never, ever, ever thought that I would work not just in city government, but within the political realm. I never thought that I would work in that. And I'm so glad that I do because it just combines my love of helping people and wanting to be like helping people want to amplify their voices with what I do. And it's just in a very, very different way, right? With the podcast, I get to interview people. I get to ask questions. And when, when I'm working at my day job, I get to say like, what does that mean in real language? I don't understand what that means because I never worked in politics before, but we need that, right? How can we get this information to people who don't necessarily watch the news or don't necessarily like how don't understand these, the political jargon that's used all the time. Let's clarify that language. Let's make it so normal people can understand. And That's what I love about what I do because I get to ask those questions. So I'm constantly asking questions. I'm constantly asking questions on the podcast. I'm asking questions um, at work, but it's been a ride. And like I said, this is just one small sliver. And I will say, you know, I was talking about my mom and her breast cancer and, you know, she went through chemo and she went through radiation and, My mom is so, so amazing. And she has officially just very recently had her checkup where she's like the initial, you can't really be cancer free, right? She's in a remission. There's been so many people who've reached out and I appreciate that. And I've told my mom and she appreciates that. I need some wine. Hold on. (laughs) Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more. Wine and Have you heard? Another awesome beauty brand just landed at Ulta Beauty. REM Beauty by Ariana Grande. REM Beauty makes the perfect addition to Ulta Beauty's unrivaled assortment, especially as Ulta Beauty is the exclusive retail partner for Ariana's beloved fragrances, including God is a Woman, Thank You Next, and more. Ulta Beauty will carry the full REM Beauty assortment, including the Chapter 1 collection. Ultraviolet, which houses the Midnight Shadow Eyeshadow Palette, At the Borderline Eyeliner Marker, On Your Color Matte Lipstick, y mucho más. Ulta Beauty is thrilled to welcome REM Beauty to select store locations and Ulta.com. So head over to your Ulta Beauty store or Ulta.com and shop REM Beauty by Ariana Grande, only at Ulta Beauty. I told you guys, I definitely need the wine tonight because... It's hard. It's hard for me to truly open up. And the fact that you guys continue to listen and you've heard parts and pieces of my story mean a lot. And if you're listening to this episode, it means so much to me because I don't like this is why I hate solo episodes because it's just me raw being bare 
And I don't have anybody to give me the back and forth with. And that's what makes this so difficult. I knew it was going to be difficult to talk about, but ooh. And this is not even the ugly crying that I was going through on that day on December 1st. You know, 2022 has really come up with a bang. And I just want you guys to know, and I'm going to share what's happened in 2022 so far because it has been so amazing. But I just also want to reiterate, it was also the moment when I finally decided it was okay to cry. It was okay not to be so positive, right? Like, I feel like we do that to ourselves. It's okay to cry. It's okay to let these things in. Because I think once you do, it's like almost almost like acceptance of what the situation is. And when you accept what the situation is, you can start moving forward. And I think that's what I needed. Like I needed to accept the situation as it was. And then literally, (laughs) I mean, it blows my mind. Literally, as soon as I did that, everything changed. So I started this new job. I started this new relationship. I started realizing it wasn't that I never knew who I was, but it was always, like I said, I, I just started realizing that like, why I don't, why am I trying to do this? Why do I want to keep pretending? Like I spent six years of my life completely hung up on somebody who would have never, who dangled a carrot in front of me. Right. And when I finally let that go And was so just unbelievably done with that. I found somebody who makes me laugh, who supports what I do, who I'm just really happy with. But it wasn't because I was trying to be somebody different than who I am. He fully accepts me for who I am and I fully accept him for who he is. And go through this. I know I'm kind of going everywhere and now I'm kind of rambling. So I apologize. I'm going to try and wrap this up for you guys because you're probably at this point. This is why I don't like solo episodes, guys, because I don't have anybody and you're just hearing me. And let me go back to work. Let me focus myself. I do digital communications and I've completely, you know, do all of the social media, do the digital newsletter, do like community outreach. And recently the press secretary left. And so now I just got a promotion and I get to do things that I've done for a long time in regards to press conferences and media relations and media alerts and, and all of those things and press releases and everything like that. And I'm not gonna lie, it's to do this in a different aspect in the political arena and the government arena. It is a little bit scary because it's kind of a big deal. At least for me, I think it is. But I know I'm up for the challenge because I've spent so much time trying to get to where I am now. I feel like every time I would take a job, I was always sliding back. Like I was getting very minimal increases or very minimal this or very, it was frustrating guys. Like I'm it, mi gente. Let me tell you, I was in Dallas and I kept trying to like bump up, bump up, bump up, and it just felt like it wasn't happening. Y otra vez, when I moved here back to California, it, it felt like everything finally was fitting when I moved to San Diego. So when I lost my job, I started questioning everything. Am I good at like the imposter syndrome was unbelievably real. 
Like, am I not getting a job because I'm not good at what I do? Am I a fraud? Like what? Like literally all of those things were twirling in my head. Uh, They say every company is hiring. Why can't I get anything? Am I dumb? Like what's happening? Am I stupid? Like, I'm sure a lot of you have been in that position. And if you haven't, I I pray that you don't ever have to be in that position. But when you are, it just feels like the walls are closing in. And now the walls are gone. And let me tell you, my favorite place is, is being nearby on in the water. And I just like the walls are gone. And I feel like all I see is the horizon and what could be. And there's a lot that I could say, but I wanted to share. And I know I keep saying that, but I want to keep this also short. And I just wanted to share with you what had happened. And on the podcast front, things are obviously, they're, they're just going great. And I can't complain because earlier this year, got our very first big sponsor with the network ABC for the show Promised Land. We officially signed with Latina Podcasters. So now uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you know Ulta is a sponsor of the podcast. You know I'm going to continue to push to amplify voices across communities of color and and continue to push and amplify um, Latina-owned wine brands because that has become so, so unbelievably important to me. And if you aren't aware, you know, we do have a directory of Latina-owned wine brands. So go to the website, go to the wineandcheesemetpodcast.com, go to the wine directory, check it out. You know, we have merch, check it out. Things are just going to continue to grow and to build. And I have to realize that if things are bad, it's okay to say that they're bad. It's almost like the sooner you accept the reality of the situation, like I said, the sooner you can move on and the sooner that you can progress. And I need to learn that from me. I mean, I think I finally learned that, but I need to remind myself when those days come that it's okay and it's okay for you too. And it's okay to cry and it's okay to break down and it's okay to get yourself in a pit, but just don't leave yourself there. Porque mi gente, you're too valuable and you're too amazing and you have so much to bring to this world to let your light be dimmed. So I'm going to end this podcast on that note. I just want to say thank you so unbelievably much for your continued support. And until next time, mi gente. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.